Hi, I'm Garvin DeShazer, and today we'll be hearing about one man who overcame intense shyness and self-doubt to make his voice heard and ultimately touch the lives of millions. Enjoy, because this is your daily inspiration. As he sat in the meeting room, his insides churned and his hands trembled. He was out of his element, for sure. Yeah, he spoke to children every day. He even hosted a nationwide television show for children. But here he was, face to face with a group of people who didn't understand him in the least. And somehow, in the next few minutes, he had to get them to understand so they would authorize the funding to keep his show alive. He took a deep breath and began. Fred was born in Pennsylvania in 1928. His father was a businessman, and his mother knitted sweaters for servicemen and volunteered at the local hospital. As a child, he was painfully shy, and that was made worse by severe asthma that often kept him housebound. At school, he was bullied for being chubby and called Fat Freddy. To combat feelings of loneliness, he played with stuffed animals, disappearing into make-believe worlds with his make-believe friends. By high school, he started coming out of his shell. He made a couple of friends who looked past the things other kids had teased him about and accepted him for who he was as a person. Those connections gave him the confidence he needed to be himself. He ran for student council president and won. He was editor of the yearbook and a member of the Honor Society. He studied music composition in college and child development in grad school. After college, he wanted to attend seminary, but chose to go into television instead, seeing that it could be used to reach children with a positive message. Eventually, he was ordained as a Presbyterian minister, but always saw children's television as his form of ministry. Along the way, he met people who, in his words, helped me become who I am people who were interested in me for who I really was, people who touched me inside to inside. They allowed me to have some silence, he says. I don't think we give that gift much anymore. In the early 1960s, Fred was working as a program developer for a public television station. A producer spotted his talent. Fred, I've seen you talk with kids, he said. Let's put you on the air. And thus began the show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Every day, Fred Rogers voiced a central message to children nationwide. You're okay just as you are. There has never been another you in all the history of humankind, and there never will be. And it's the same with every person you meet. You know, most of us never got this as children, he said. The greatest gift we can give any little child is to help that child know You're a welcome part of our family, and you contribute to this family. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood featured sculptors, musicians, actors, cooks, athletes, mechanics, shoemakers, and more. Anyone who used their work as creative expression was welcome on the show. He also included guests that broke societal taboos. In 1968, just four years after the passing of the Civil Rights Act, Fred featured an African-American guest, Officer Clemens. In the episode, 
Fred washes his feet in a swimming pool with the officer, an act that was, at the time, a bold statement against racism. Fred also addressed subjects like divorce, the death of a loved one, and navigating life with a physical handicap. Although many treasured Mr. Rogers, some misunderstood him. To look at this man, gentle, kind, and quirky, who wore knitted sweaters and sang with puppets, it was easy to assume he was adopting a television persona. But Fred Rogers wasn't simply creating an image for public consumption. In his kindness, he was expressing his soul. He knew what it felt like to grow up alone and feeling unloved, and he dedicated himself to reach the millions of children who feel the same. By 1968, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was airing nationally, but then came the threat of a budget cut. In May 1969, Fred Rogers appeared before the U.S. Senate Subcommittee on Communications to try to win funding. Sitting there, he realized the leader of the hearing, Senator Pastor, had never even seen his show. Somehow, he had to overcome the man's impatience. Fred spoke from his heart. I'm concerned about what's being delivered to our kids these days, he said. There is so much noise in this world. On our show, we don't have to work at creating drama. We don't have to bop someone over the head. The drama is within the child. We deal with such things as the feelings about brothers and sisters, or the anger that arises in simple family situations. He continued, I think it's much more dramatic to show two men working out their feelings of anger than to show something of gunfire. Like a bee to honey, the senator was drawn to the simple truth of Fred's words. Do you narrate the program, he asked. I'd like to see it. I do narrate, Fred said. I write all the music and the scripts. I give an expression of care every day to each child. I end the show by saying... You've made this a special day just by being you. For six minutes, Fred spoke in a voice unwavering, quiet yet firm. Senator Pastor hung on every word. Fred concluded his speech with a poem that conveyed a child's choice to express love over anger. It's you I like, every part of you, your skin, your eyes, your feelings, whether old or new. I hope that you'll remember, even when you're feeling blue, that it's you I like. It's you yourself. It's you. It's you I like. I gotta tell you, I'm supposed to be a pretty tough guy, Pastor said, but I've got goosebumps from what I'm hearing. I'm grateful for your goosebumps, Senator, and for your interest, Fred said. Senator Pastor waved his hand. I think it's wonderful. Looks like you just earned the $20 million. Those witnessing erupted in applause. Fred continued to share his love with children on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood until its close in 2001. Fred Rogers died in 2003 at the age of 74. His spirit lives on in the hearts of many. What can you do today to reach out to someone who feels unloved, unseen, or alone? What will you do to make your voice heard with quiet authenticity? Will you say now, I am okay exactly as I am, 
and use your voice to share that love today? Thanks for listening. May your day be filled with love, laughter, and joy. Bye for now. Hi, this is Scott, producer for the Daily Inspirations podcast. We hope you're enjoying these stories, and if you'd like more inspiration in your life, visit MyDailyIAm.com. You can find weekend blog posts, sign up for our email update list, and you can let us know about an inspirational story you'd like us to cover. Or just say hi. We'd love to hear from you.